The five most important things that you need to know from the medium-term budget policy statement, we've spoken broadly about it. We spoke to Ntlanta Nena, the finance minister, about it, Matthew Lester about it, Conrad Royce from uh, Standard & Poor's about it as well. But let's get the overview from Mike Cohen. He is with Bloomberg. He's the bureau chief of Bloomberg in Cape Town. Um, And you watch the medium-term budget policy statement, Mike, uh, probably more closely than most. It must be your 400th budget sort of um, speech that you've watched. How did it rate all of those. Uh, something like that. Uh, not quite 400, like but feel, feels that way. We've been, been, been there since six, 6 this morning, watching w- watching, and, and going through the budget documents. Certainly in the time that I've been watching, it's probably the most somber budget that we've seen. Um, and uh, I mean, the key thing that stands out is, is the growth the growth number. Um, yeah. They've cut it, the growth number for, for this year to 1.4%. That's just over half of what they're expecting in February. Um, but the, but the, I think the thing that that, um, that we take away from this one is uh, since 2009 when we had the recession, they were trying to stimulate the economy. Now they're talking about consolidating the budget. So um, that's going to constrain growth over the next two years and uh, they're hoping growth is going to recover to 3% by 2017. But if we're not getting growth, then there are very few avenues for a government to get money into the fiscus and governments have desperate money-grabbing machines, if you like. Uh, if you're not getting growth and therefore you're not getting an increase in the tax base, uh, you're not getting more people paying more taxes, well, you've got to go to your existing taxpayers and say to them, uh, I'd like a little bit more, please. Give well, us yeah, the money. Yeah, that's certainly the case. And we've seen the budget providing for them to get an extra 27 billion rand in taxes over the next two fiscal years. They're talking about a, a structural change to the tax base, not a one-off uh, tax charge. What is and, that in English? Uh, in English, probably we're looking at some kind of change in the tax rates. Where they're getting it from, whether it's from companies or from individuals or for, for that, they're not saying it. And they don't typically uh, announce tax changes during the midterm budget. So, so we, uh, uh, we don't know the details yet. Just to put it into perspective, I mean, the 27 billion rand, if you look at the, the total revenue for this, for this financial year, they collect about 957 billion rand, just shy of that, um, yep. in total revenue, and another over a trillion rand next year. So 27 billion rand on top of that, not, not huge, but, but certainly there's some pain to come, as the minister uh, said. Uh, and, and that's the, the, the issue there, of course, is that there will be pain for taxpayers, existing taxpayers, new taxpayers will pay some more. This government is, and Matthew Lester was uh, very strong on this particular point, is showing signs of wanting to cut expenditure. Whether it can achieve it or not is another issue, but there are very clear plans to cut expenditure by more than 20, 25 billion rand in the next two years. Yeah, um, announcing things, some of which they've actually announced before, but it seems like they'll be, be pegging a certain an expenditure at current level, so it will, it will shrink in real terms. Things like consultants, advertising, accommodation and travel. And then the big issue for them, which is one of the biggest expenses, is, is uh, curtailing the size of salary increases for civil servants. So we've got the wage negotiations underway at the moment. The current three-year wage deal is due to expire at the end of March next year. And it's going to be very interesting to see what comes out of those negotiations. The government wants to peg the increases to inflation, and the unions have put in an opening bid of 15%. Are we um, headed for a, for a very, very messy fight on this one, Mike? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, uh, I, I think it's standard practice that you go in high and then try and meet somewhere somewhere in the middle. But, um, I mean, we certainly did see a strike a couple of years ago. The last three-year wage deal was, was uh, reached with, with relatively little squabbling. Um, let's hope we can we can do so again. Uh, one of the things which is interesting, one of the unions, uh, I think it might have been a hard, was saying they actually want a one-year wage deal rather than a three-year wage deal this time around, which opens up the possibility for, for 
uh, the, the negotiating process to, to, to you don't settle it for three years at Carrier. spreads every year you have the same issue. I, ju- I just remember it was just after the World Cup, wasn't it, when we had the last big public sector strike and nurses mm. were walking out of maternity wards and abandoning babies in incubators. I mean, it was mm. just the most diabolical uh, example of a civil service that just didn't care enough about its charges um, and was more concerned in, in fighting for its pay packet. Mm. Um, hopefully we don't have to go there again. Yeah, let's hope. And I mean, I think that's why, why a three-year wage deal is preferable. So you can at least uh, put this thing aside for, for an extended time and then talk about it, uh, you know, and you don't have, have a possibility of a strike every year. Mm, yeah, it's a tough one, and uh, I'm, I'm forecasting a bit of a, a fight over that one. Eskim, another big cash handout there, and uh, the, the wording around electricity price increases was quite interesting. Basically, the finance minister was saying, brace yourself, you're going to be paying a lot more for electricity, but we'll try and limit the pain as much as we possibly can. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at what Eskom was saying, they're saying they've got a 225 billion rand funding gap over the, next, uh, over the five years through 2018. So what we've seen is the government saying they'll give ESCOM at least 20 billion rand um, in, in cash injection and the 60 billion rand um, subordinated loan which they granted ESCOM a couple of years back um, part of that could be converted into equity. Um, so that there's still a bit of a, a, a gap in as to what ESCOM says it needs and what the government's given. The government's saying that the ESCOM can actually borrow uh, the 250 billion rand over the next five years that it needs, and it doesn't need any new government guarantees to 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 do that. So ESCOM's currently got 350 billion rands worth of guarantees, hasn't utilised. Uh, I don't even think half of that. So there still is 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 a, a great deal of scope to borrow within that guarantee. It's just whether the question of whether their balance sheet can support additional borrowing. Um, yeah, and that's the. Uh, that's the big one there. And then probably the most fascinating aspect today is the review that is underway of state-owned assets and government looking very seriously, and I'm delighted that they are, at the possibility of relinquishing some at least percentages of state-owned assets. Whether or not it happens remains to be seen, but there's a serious process. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's yeah, possibly. Uh, they did signal it was coming when they originally announced they were planning a new support package for, for ESCOM, uh, and now it's, it's on the table. Um, it certainly is a is a big shift in, in, in what government has been saying over the past couple of years. I mean, the last time I think we had a serious uh, disposal of, of, of a state asset was when they sold uh, 25% of telecom in 2003. So they're not saying what they're selling yet. Um, they say that process is still underway. Uh, they have a couple of options on the table, um, uh, uh, but they're not saying what those what those are as yet. And put on your school teacher's hat in terms of medium-term budget policy statements. How does it rate? Give it a mark out of ten. Uh, look, I think from the perspective of, of rating agencies, bringing data under control, I'd, I'd give it a, a, a probably an eight or a nine. Um, uh, uh, I think that, that probably this is the best that they could do under the circumstances. I mean, when your economy doesn't perform, your om- options are limited and you can stimulate an economy for so long. At some stage, um, you get to the point where debt becomes a problem and they had to address that. They said they couldn't, uh, couldn't uh, allow the consolidation to, to uh, wait any longer. And uh, it's, it's probably a fair assessment. Okay, fair assessment. Eight out of ten, the ratings agencies will be placated. Um, when it comes to taxpayers, we don't have a choice but to stump up more cash. Um, and uh, that that's going to be the, the story of the next two years. Mike Cohen, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Mike Cohen is the Bureau Chief of Bloomberg in Cape Town. Uh, thanks very much for coming in. Give us a big five overview this evening of the big issues in the medium-term budget policy statement. The underperformance of the economy is absolutely central 
central to what the finance minister is having to grapple with. He downgraded his February estimate or the National Treasury's February estimate of 2.7% all the way down to 1.4%. The strong indication is you and I will be paying more taxes from February next year. Government is planning to cut spending. Will it cut enough spending? And has has it really got a handle on corruption? That's the big one, of course. Eskim has been a big money-sucking machine, of course. It desperately requires capital. It's getting an equity injection of at least 15 billion rand and could convert a, a subordinated loan into equity. The good news there, though, is the state is not writing off the idea of selling off assets. And that's really good news because so many governments around the world raise money in difficult times by selling off state assets. You don't have to sell control, but you just give the private sector a significant enough stake in these businesses. It's uh, ultimately, hopefully, paying off for telecom. Telecom has been held up as one of the poster children, finally, uh, of partial privatization. That's a possibility as well.